I have a difficult confession to make. I was excited about preaching, and then I looked at the scripture. <laughs> and I looked at the scripture again, and again, and again, and I'm saying, why am I preaching? The scripture is not easy for me, and I found myself stumbling over it and couldn't figure out why. I even expressed my frustration to Sheila, saying, this just can't get it. So I kept putting it off and putting it off and then reading it again and putting it off and reading it again, putting it off. And suddenly I realized that there was a message in the scripture to me directly. I chose 2 Corinthians as being the epistle for this morning. I should have better chose Job, which was a much better selection. But in the reading, St. Paul is talking to the Corinthians. He's talking about discipleship and what they, as disciples to the Corinthians, had gone through. Now, most of us, well, maybe, I know I, right now, am kind of stretched to the max tired of dealing with all of the horrible things that seem to be happening all around us. Just wanting to take a break, get away from all of the news, all of the stories, all of the problems that we seem to be facing. I am tired and worn out. St. Paul, when he talks to the Corinthians, starts with all of the difficulties that he has gone through in trying to provide ministry to them. And I think that's where I clicked the switch. Because he says to be a disciple, you have to have great endurance. In afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger. That's where he starts with being a disciple. I'm already exhausted and I haven't gone through two-thirds of what he's talking about here. I've been caught by all of our pressures around us and wondering what on earth can I do or say that will make sense even to myself. Then he goes on and he does the flip side, fortunately, which gives us some breather. Because he says, by purity, knowledge, patience. That's one of the words I needed to hang on for quite a while. Kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech. And for the, le- and for the left, let's see, yeah, here we go, I lost it. And the power of God, the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute. So he's saying that God's presence allows him or has enabled him as a disciple to deal with the first part of the story, to be understanding and connected to the second part which is the glory of God being present. It was difficult for me because I haven't felt 
quite caught up in the glory of God with all of my misgivings, all of my foibles, all of my misunderstanding of things going on. The tension, the terrors, all of those things that go on for all of us daily. And here Paul is saying, that's the living Christian, which I was a little taken back. But without those, without pressing into those real concerns and issues, we have no substantive relationship with God. Now the gospel story, and even the psalm, we learned a lot about water and boats and how they're at whims with bad seas. One of the people who was critiquing the particular gospel passage said something about, you know, in the Sea of Galilee, the winds would come up at the night time. So he was asking his disciples to get in boats when in fact the likelihood of a storm was going to occur. And he had the gall to lay down and go to sleep. And they were caught by having to deal with this horrible storm and the ships almost being swamped. So they wake him up. What does he say? Be still and the water and the winds died out and was quiet. Their response, which was true to the disciples' cause, was, look at this. He has power over nature. And miss the whole point. Their lives as disciples were going to be in turmoil. And it wasn't until they could open themselves to the very presence of God that they would find a sense of peace and calm that will allow them and enable them and strengthen them to deal with those things that they must. I imagine Jesus is a little depressed with their response because they are more caught up in the natural control of the wind and sea than they were about their faith that somehow God's presence would enable them to be whole. So what is it about you and I that we can glean from this passage to make sense of our own world and our own frustration and weariness and tiredness? One of the stories that's not included this morning, but I think it's a great one. So I, I, I ask you to consider the passage on Job, which was usually scheduled for this morning. I don't know how many of you are familiar with Job. He was a great friend of mine because he was the one that lived what he felt was a righteous life. And his life went to hell and gone, to ruins. And I'll never forget, we were studying this through a play, J.B., by McLeish, in my theology class. And I'm thinking, here's this guy, utterly desperate, Finally, ask God, why? What's going on? Why do I don't deserve this? And God answers him out of a whirlwind with anger. That's not exactly the response I want. But out of the anger, God says, Where were you when I created the world? Where were you? Blah, 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 blah. And Job, in the passage, is happy and fulfilled. Because it was God's presence 
that he sought. His fear was that God was no longer present for him. And therefore, he had nothing, nothing to hang on, to be a part of, to be connected. Regardless of how God responded, Job was pleased because God was present. So in our dark times, in the things that are difficult for us, and the things that are really pushing it at outer limits, if we can be with those and express our frustration and acknowledge that God needs to be somewhere in that midst of those things, God may respond differently than we would like, but God will respond and God's power and glory will be present. It is so difficult for me to accept that God somehow will clear out the fuzziness, the craziness, the chaotic, the distressed, the disappointed. And yet in my ministry, I've witnessed this with so many people. So many people have gone through so many things that I would not even have to worry about. And their faith has been central and given them guidance and peace at times when there was no explanation from my point of view that that was a peaceful experience. God was so central a part of their lives and the belief in Jesus Christ as a Savior and Lord was the most powerful direction and they always, regardless of what they had to face, came back much like Job because the presence of Christ was there. While we're exploring the various tensions of our world when we're tired and seemingly beaten up by all of the things that sort of overwhelm us, we have to really go inside, be honest with ourselves and say, where are you, God, for me? And God will be present, not in the way we want, but present to make sure that we're connected in love, that the bond of peace through God is so overwhelming that all of those hard things can be turned around. All of those difficult decisions we feel we have to make become caught up in the wisdom of God, which is given through God's presence. I hope that all of us can learn from Job We can actually complain to God, but moreover, we will hear God and be open to the response because it'll never be the way we want it. It'll be God's loving presence showing us that we will have a relationship with God, that we'll be finding a new peace, and most importantly of all, hope. Amen.